Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Healthnetics. Do you have nagging aches and pains from your younger, more athletic days? Healthnetics CBD is a premium brand CBD that may help take care of aches and pains, as well as relieve anxiety and sleeplessness. Healthnetics products are all natural, THC-free, made in the USA, and undergo third-party lab testing to ensure quality and purity. All CBD is not the same. Order today with a money-back guarantee at healthnetics.com and use promo code SPORTS for 20% off. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Think your textbooks are too expensive? So do we. Meet Cengage Unlimited. Access to all your Cengage courses on platforms like MindTap and WebAssign, ebooks, and a free print rental. Subscribe for just $119.99 per semester. Visit nolimitstolearn.com. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast i'm joe marino of ndt scouting and fan rag sports joined by kyle Krabs, who's the founder and director of scouting at ndt scouting also with fan rag sports and we are your hosts here on a monday edition of the draft dudes podcast we just finished I guess what we're calling week zero of the college football season. So we are going to dig into a little bit of that and talk about uh, the season ahead and some of our predictions for it. So, Kyle, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. How we doing? Happy Monday, brother. It's uh, It feels good. Fresh college football. Uh, I sat on my butt on Saturday and watched uh, BYU take all it could from Portland State. Yeah. So it was... No better way I could possibly think to to spend week zero of college football season. Yeah, yeah, I did the. Uh, I watched uh, Oregon State, Colorado State, and then I watched the Bills preseason game. And I, I did. I watched the the, the boxing match, the uh, where they had the you know the MMA fighter fight against a boxer, and then they boxed. Did you did you catch that, Kyle? Or did you watch the fight? Uh, no, I did not watch the fight. And uh, it's, it sounds like I'm better off for have missing the fight. You know, I'm okay with it. I I didn't pay, so that's cool. Um, I I didn't intend that on watching. <laughs> I didn't intend on watching this fight. I I um I saw somebody share a link. Now, 
and I clicked on said link, and I watched the fight. It was clear. It was free. And I thought it was entertaining, but I think I think people do understand this, but boxing and MMA are really opposite things. And, uh, of course, Floyd Mayweather, the greatest boxer of our area, arguably of all time, beat the MMA fighter. But let's, let's change the, the fortunes. Let's get into the octagon and see what happens. I, I think we all know it would happen in less than a minute, probably. So um, what a cash grab that was, man. Some of these payouts and, and the amount of money that I've heard uh, is being uh, exchanged here and grossed off of this is uh, just unbelievable. Yeah, um, I I had like a short spurt. This is going to hurt John Owning, who's a good friend of Draft Dudes. I had a short spurt with MMA, being a fan, um, never really into boxing, and – I think you said it best where like this, it really like the whole time through felt like a cash grab. Yeah. And from what I understand, it looked like, you know, they kind of, it felt to some people like they drew out the fight long enough so that if they decide they want to go at it again and make another $300 million between the two of them, uh, they captured enough people's interest. So, I mean, I don't know. I was, I, I could have seen myself getting into it if I was like in the right social setting, but just something yeah. to do at home, not really up my alley. Yeah, I just turned in an article to John, as uh, <laughs> uh, uh, ironic as that is, and then I saw this link. I had no intention of, of watching this, and then I did, and I, I do. I, I find myself gravitating towards MMA a little bit. I don't. I, you know, I'm not prioritizing every UFC, but uh, there's certain fighters that I will make it a priority, and and one of those was John Jones, man. Love him, but dude, like, just can't get off the drugs, man. So, anyways, people did not tune into this today to listen to me complain about John Jones or the cash grab. They want to hear us talk about football, and we finally have some fresh football to reflect on from the weekend. Uh, Kyle, let's uh, let's get started here with some of our takeaways from the weekend that was in week zero of college football. Yeah, how about Adam Brenneman? Yeah, man. UMass tight end. Yes. Oh, my goodness gracious. He, um, you know, I made a point to say something about his performance and uh, was met with somebody scoffing at the Hawaii defense. But don't don't do that. (laughs) Don't don't make that mistake because he is uh, the real deal as far as his talent level. You know, he was one of the top recruited tight ends in the country, uh, went to Penn State. Couldn't stay healthy. He retired from football for a year before he got talked back into it by his old high school quarterback. Uh, he's a central PA guy, so I know him pretty well. My old high school coach actually coached him and uh, the quarterback, Andrew Ford, there at UMass. And, um, you know, he, he's been a very highly regarded prospect for a really long time. And uh, the, the second half of that football game, uh, Brenneman, you know, it was they would try and and put somebody right over top of his face and he'd run around him. And then, you know, UMass would start to roll the pocket and he would counter by kind of flowing and then dropping and buzzing out of the peripherals of linebackers and just sitting down in zone, just really savvy stuff. I thought he had a great game. Obviously the stat line was massive. Uh, he was the focal point of the offense in the second half. And, uh, uh, I think that's a, a sneak peek of things to come provided Adams able to stay healthy for a full season uh, because he's a tremendous 
football player, tremendous talent. He knows how to play the position. Uh, if I had to give like a gold star for week zero of college football, mine's going to Adam Brenneman, tight end UMass. Yeah, he had a hell of a game. Uh, I, I Again, I did the Oregon State Beavers-Colorado State Rams game. Uh, looks like an awesome new facility they have out there at Colorado State and, uh, you know, really going to reset the standard here for a group of five teams. And, uh, you know, you look at Colorado State, they beat them 58-27. It's an interesting game because I thought there was a, a, a turning point. Right before halftime, Oregon State threw a touchdown pass and the referees were in midseason form and just didn't call it a touchdown. And, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about a game that really, I thought, turned at that point. And then on the opening drive of, of the, of the uh, second half, uh, Col- or Oregon State, or excuse me, Colorado State threw an interception. Like just, I mean, my, my two-year-old nephew would have caught this football. But the, the Oregon safety didn't, and uh, it was an opportunity, I thought, to have a big game-changing play, and I thought they started to get away from it. Colorado State pulled away in the second half. Some of the prospects that stood out in this game, Colorado State wide receiver Michael Gallup, a senior, man, 11 catches, 134 yards. Uh, he's, he demonstrated some really nice traits in those receptions. Uh, number one, the route running. This is a guy who's quick, uh, gets gets in and out of his breaks quick, and, and does a lot to sell his routes. And obviously, really finished well at the catch point uh, because he was able to create such great separation. And then he had a, a play that I'm sure – uh, people have seen on Twitter or they watch a game where his vertical tracking ability to, to, to find the football in the air, adjust its course and make a difficult catch over his, uh, his outside shoulder when it kind of seemed like it's a ball that should have came inside was really, really nice. So uh, he's a senior, a guy that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm eager to pay some more attention to the rest of the way. Looking at the Oregon State side of things, you know, Ryan Nall had a terrific first half, the running back over there. He had over 100 and, 107 yards, I think, in the first half. He finished with 115. So I thought the, the the way that the game started to get away from Oregon State really impacted their ability to get Ryan Nall the football and, and adversely uh, really seize their offensive production. But, you know, he, he, he was as advertised, showing, you know, a ton of power and, and just com- that competitive toughness that you would expect from him. But then he had a 75-yard carry that, you know, he, he showed some elusive traits to work laterally, and then he showed some breakaway speed, man, where he, you know, he, he's not slow, right? He's going to have plenty of speed to do whatever you want to do with him at the next level. So he was av- as advertised. But if there was a player that I thought caught my eye that I wasn't familiar with going into the game, it was uh, Oregon State tight end Noah Togai. And uh, this is something you've said and I, uh, maybe two years ago in a conversation that uh, you and I had. When you're watching a football game and somebody is continually creating chunks of offense uh, and the team's prioritizing them in situations, like, star that name because that's, that's important. And that's what happened with Togiai, T-O-G-I-A-I, uh, this tight end, where it seems like any time that Oregon State really needed to make a play on third down, you know, this was the guy they went to and um, it, it was it was really nice ball skills that he had. He was, he was able to, to really – work at the catch point to uh, to position himself and, and make routine catches. And I thought he had a really nice game, seven catches, 67 yards, a touchdown. Should have been two. Should have been two touchdowns. So that was that was my takeaways. It was good to see Jordan Villeman play, you know, seven catches on the game, 77 yards. Did the possession stuff you would expect, but he looked good moving around. I don't know if he's going to be like a, a big-time prospect this season, but uh, – you know, he did some nice things in terms of working the possession tile stuff, and that's what you expect out of a guy of his size. So uh, that was my takeaways for that game, and, man, it felt good to watch a new football game. 
Yeah, you uh, you came with some heavy hitting ammo here, Joe. You could tell you really dove into this wow. organ staking. Oh my god, man! I, I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I just, I gave. It, I'm sitting there like I was watching, you know, the uh, the the AFC Championship game. So uh, I enjoyed it, and and obviously I I clearly had a lot to say, so I just dumped it there, man. So sorry if I went yeah. a little long there. Not at all. And you know, I I I was shocked to see Ryan Nall get out to the right sideline yeah. there and turn that one up the up the corner. Um, he was like a bat out of hell, man. He sure did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, feels nice. But, and what we want to do today is we want to reward everybody who kind of suck, stuck around and, and sat through some of our, um, kind of deep dive stuff. You know, we, we try to look as comprehensively as possible at, you know, senior prospects and every Power 5 team and dig through all that. Uh, today's going to be a little bit more of a true college football show in that we're talking about conference championship picks. We're talking about college football playoff picks. Um, Joe, I think our, our best bet here, just kind of work through each Power 5 conference. Um, maybe you have a group of five surprise. I don't know. <laughs> I yeah. can tell you I don't have a group no, of five. No, I'm telling surprise. you I don't either. Nope. <laughs> okay, so then we'll still we'll stick to Power Five conference champions. Why? Who else is in consideration? And then talk about our college football picks. And let's let's start with the ACC. Yes. Um, this is a tougher conference to slot than my first look had me anticipate. I do think Florida State's the favorite. I do think Florida State will win the ACC. Um. But every team at the top, Florida State, Clemson, Louisville, Miami, they all have a big question mark with one of their units. For Florida State, it's the offensive line unit. For uh, Louisville, it's the front seven and the wide receivers. For Miami and Clemson, it's quarterback play. That is um, an interesting dynamic if i have to pick the least of all those evils i'm probably gonna go florida state florida state is my pick to win the acc um but i think those other three teams in the right situation uh i could see them either in the championship game or making a run at the championship game i think all four of those teams will perform very well and that's not even mentioning uh nc state who's gotten some puff so far this summer yeah, you know, it's uh, this is one of those conferences where the divisions are going to be really disproportionate. In one, in the Atlantic Division, we have Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, and the Coastal, like the best teams, Miami. I don't even know who you would say the second best team in that Coastal is. Maybe, maybe Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh. I don't know, uh, but uh, you know, these these Atlantic teams might be their own worst enemies this season, beating up on each other because uh, you know you, you did a nice job, kind of sharing some of the concerns, but those are good football teams and they're going to have to play each other. And, and you know, that, that could impact uh, the schedule. We obviously know Florida state plays Alabama. So there could be some losses here uh, that are, you know, that two, three lost teams here that, you know, those teams don't get to the playoffs, but um, I, I do think that it'll be Florida state over Miami in the ACC championship game. Uh, man, I'm just buying DeAndre Francois. I think that dude's a gamer, man. And and I think that he's going to do you – know, I think we saw you – know, we've seen gamers like Baker Mayfield, like Deshaun Watson, these types of type quarterbacks have success and lead their teams. And, you know, I thought 
DeAndre Francois had a really good season last year, getting a taste of, of those big moments, and I think this year he's going to really start seizing them. He's got a big-time receiver in Auden Tate. The defensive talent on all three levels is is all over that defense. The concern is that offensive line, but if they can if they can get that together, and I think they got a really good shot at uh, uh, not only winning the ACC, but making a push for the playoffs. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. Is that some foreshadowing? Perhaps. I don't want to give too much Perhaps. away here. Yeah. Scientists don't even know, right? No, they don't, no. <laughs> so, uh, Big Ten. Yes. Big Ten for me comes down to two schools, and it's probably not the two that people think on first look. Listen, I really don't think Michigan has a chance to win the Big Ten this year. Oof. And A chance? Joe, I mean, Joe, I... Joe, let me ask you a question. <laughs> N- name for me every – starting defensive player for the 2016 Michigan Wolverines that's now on an NFL roster. It's 12, 11, 12. Okay, yeah, that's, remember, that's a lot. It is, but they still have Mike <laughs> McCray and, and Rayshon Gary and Maurice Hurst. And, okay, that's three names. Well, uh, like, yeah, that's just so many, moving, it's so <laughs> many moving parts, man. And then you look on the offensive side of the ball, they lost both starting wide receivers. They lost three offensive linemen. They lost their starting running back. It's just I think they've lost too much when you look at what Ohio State's bringing back, what Penn State has back. Uh, I think Wisconsin's chances have really dwindled here with the the health hits that they're taking. They're, they're really getting crushed. I know they just lost um, uh, they just lost another linebacker to an injury uh, for the year. So uh, Wisconsin's a, a rock solid team, but for me, it's between Ohio State and Penn State, and. Um, no, I, I kind of alluded to this a couple weeks ago, Joe. This is one of my surprise you know, picks for the year. Is I think Penn State repeats Ooh. as Big Ten champion. And uh, the reason why is Ohio State's passing game is really erratic. You know, JT Barrett, when he's good, he can get really locked in. But do you trust JT Barrett for 12 straight games? Because offensively, <laughs> you know, they have a great tight end in Marcus Ball who they refuse to use tight ends in the passing game. Uh, they have Mike Weber. They lost Curtis Samuel. JT Barrett's back again. They're going to be pri- very heavy primary run between the tackles type offense yet again. And I'm sure they're going to have you know some great athletes that step in and run the jet sweeps and, and those sorts of things. But you know, Urban's offense, it's so much better when you have a passer that can make you pay. And I don't trust Barrett to make you pay with consistency. Yeah, it's uh, for me. I look at this conference, and this is another one with disproportionate divisions. I mean, the Big Ten West, Wisconsin's going to run away with that thing, and they're a good football team. But there's just there's nobody I think in that in that division that's really going to challenge them. I mean, Iowa, Nebraska, Northwestern. Yeah, I just I just think that Wisconsin's got that side locked down, and, and I just appreciate so so much how well coached they are. I mean, you watch this guy, this team play. I mean, they're very disciplined. Uh, they're, they 
they are, are just smart with how they uh, attack the other teams schematically, offensively, and defensively. They do a lot to uh, to set up their plays, and, and they're just a tough team to defend. They make you they they challenge you. Their offense challenges you so much with the amount of motion, the different formations, and what they do out of out of those sets. Me and me and Ben Solak did some film over the over the weekend where we studied some Wisconsin offense, and it was uh, it was very revealing. Uh, so looking at this, you know, I think it comes down to the Big Ten East, and and I think it's Ohio State. You know, I I, um, I hear you. I, I think that you know. J.T. Barrett is erratic, but he is super experienced. You, you'd like to think he's about to put his best football ahead of him on the, in, in his senior season. Their defensive talent is really outstanding with, with like, premier-type talent on all three levels. Just kind of kind of a lot like Florida State, but in, in different ways in terms of, you know, their concerns. But uh, they're defensively, Denzel Ward and Jerome Baker and uh, – you know, Sam Hubbard, Bosa, these guys over there, they have a ton of talent on defense and, and an experienced quarterback. And Mike Weber, who's can get the job as a running back, got some guys on the offensive line. You know, I think that uh, – and Urban Meyer, man, this is a historically great coach. Like, if Nick Saban wasn't in, in college football right now, we'd be – Ooing and eyeing over the accomplishments of Urban Meyer, man. This guy's this guy's been unbelievable everywhere he's went. He's got his recruits. I think Ohio State takes the Big Ten. All right. Well, uh, that's, that's going to be a fun one for us to kind of revisit here. Uh, I will say Ohio State does have the advantage of playing Penn State at the uh, the horseshoe this year. Yeah, that's big. So, though, And it's so unfair that the Big Ten <laughs> breaks down their divisions like this. And the, the excuse that they give is just nonsense. They say they want to protect the rivalry games. Yeah. Um, last time I checked, uh, you can pl- – you play more than five Big Ten conference games a year, right? Yeah, you do. Okay, so then there's <laughs> no reason for you to simply block out and say all these guys got to be in this division to protect from from losing a rivalry game like Ohio State-Michigan or whatnot. That's just nonsense. I'm trying to think um, if SEC has any – well, they, any rivalries the like SEC, that that they protect. They do a good job of Georgia plays Auburn every year, Florida plays LSU every year, Tennessee plays yeah. Alabama every year, and I hate that. Right, so like, so part of that I hate because it's not. Why is it fair? Like Alabama has to, Tennessee has to play Alabama every year, and then in some years they have to play Alabama and LSU. You know, it's like I think they're getting hosed on that, but uh, uh, you know, it's it's something. There's ways to do better than what they're doing. I, I know that. Yeah, and uh, when you're running on the other side is Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern. Like that, those those are your runnings for for Big Ten West Championship Conference. So, um, I think it'll be interesting for sure to see. I I think it's a two horse race. Joe, do you give any any chance to Michigan? No, I have, I have very similar concerns that you have. I just think that. Uh... Harbaugh's a terrific coach. I think they do have, you know, they've recruited well. They've got good players. They just haven't played. Uh, but, uh, you know, I do anticipate a down year for them. But, um, you know, it's, coaching's so big in college football, and, and, and Harbaugh's so great at it. And um, I don't give them a chance. I think it does come down to Ohio State, Penn State. And looking at this con- that, that division even a little f- further, you know, Maryland might not be too much of a cupcake this season. They're an improved football team as well. So uh, Michigan State, you know, it's interesting. You know, they're a bottom feeder in this in this division, but, you know, they're a team that's three years removed out of being in the college football playoffs. So we know uh, what Mark D'Antoni is able to do there. I mean, they're, they're a team that hopefully will, will find itself soon because uh, when they're good, I think that's good for college football. Oh, absolutely. Uh Big 12, 
I think this is a two-horse race as well. Yeah. And they both start with Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I just mm, – this is probably the one I have the hardest time picking. I don't know about you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking Oklahoma. I, I just – I have to stick with – and it's funny because we just talked about how big coaching is in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big 12, the arguably the two highest-profile schools have brand-new head coaches. Uh, Texas is going to be a powerhouse with Tom Herman. Yep. It's just I, not this year. Um, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, uh, I don't know, man. Baker just plays that crazy style with that looseness that I think really you can – capture that lightning in a bottle against some of these non-NFL type athletes on a week-to-week basis. So I think Baker is the X factor that if he performs and plays the way he did last year, uh, you know that ability to make more things happen than what Mason Rudolph will give Oklahoma State, who's more of a traditional pocket passer, uh, that for me is the big difference. And then I do think Oklahoma has more talent on the defensive side of the football. You know, this is a difficult uh, conference, but I think we're going to get to see Oklahoma and Oklahoma State play twice. So, because uh, that's, yes. you know, they play in the regular season, which is at Oklahoma State, um, which I think is a big deal. Mason Rudolph has already won in Norman as well. So, uh, uh, I think that, um, I guess I just tip my hat. I'm going Oklahoma State in the Big 12 this year. Uh, I think. I think Oklahoma is going to drop at Ohio State early in the season, and it's good. It's okay to lose a game early in the season, but I don't think they're going to be able to win at Oklahoma State. So I think that they're going to have two losses going into the Big 12 championship. It's going to set up an interesting conversation because, you know, if you look at Oklahoma State's schedule, I don't see a whole lot of opportunity for losses. I know that it's it's you can't just say that. Like you have to go out there and win every week. That's it's easy to look at schedules and say, oh, they're undefeated. Well, teams just don't go undefeated, so it's it's a lot easier said than done. But you know they have this stretch: Oklahoma State in the middle of the season at Texas, at West Virginia, and then Oklahoma back at home. You know that's going to be defining for them. But uh, you know Oklahoma regular Oklahoma still has the same exact gauntlet. So uh, I think that Oklahoma State has a very clear path. And I think we're going to be set our – we might have some, some future discussions here in December when we're talking about a team like uh, – say Oklahoma has two losses and Oklahoma State, you know, has has two losses, but they're against each other. You know, there could be some funny stuff that happens here. But um, I, I trust the Mason Rudolph, James Washington, that senior connection is really good. And, uh, you know, Mike Gundy's a good coach. And to your point, Lincoln Riley in his first season at Oklahoma, I think that's going to be some growing pains. I think it would be a lot like uh, Clay Helton's first year at USC where there's going to be some bumps in the road. But, if you know, he'll get it together. But uh, right now I'm, I'm trusting the, the experience with uh, Mike Gundy and, J- and uh, Mason Rudolph at Oklahoma State. Okay. And any, like Kansas State, I know it's kind of like a trendy, like, oh, they got a good program, experienced team. Any – any chance anybody else pushes, in your opinion? Yeah, I think if there's a third team, it's West Virginia. Will oh, Greer, Joe, Dana like Holgerson. That. Yes, yeah, I mean, yes, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think yeah, I think in Kansas, I think when you Kansas State's always a team you you talk about as being well coached. You know, they're going to do the right thing every single time. Well, I think West Virginia is almost like potentially a better version of that, <laughs> and they actually have a uh, um, 
a quarterback in Will Greer this year. That you know he's kind of an X factor. He was undefeated as a starter at Florida, so uh, we'll see what he can do over there um, in Morgantown. I'm not going to lie; I was not expecting you to give any love to the Mountaineers, but I'm glad that you did. I don't. Do you think I have beef with West Virginia? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying I was not expecting <laughs> to get a yes. Okay. Um, was that a confirming as as, uh, what you were thinking there? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I'll put okay. it that way. Um, okay, Pac-12. I really think you got a big time collision course here. Uh, USC and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC and Washington do not play one another. Uh, I know Stanford looked good. This weekend, Stanford is also in play. They play USC early. Uh, but for me, I, I have to go with USC. Uh, their strength is a passing offense. They beat Washington last year, and uh, Washington lost essentially their entire starting secondary. So uh, if you just want to dumb it down and like put the whole complex of those two teams into one statement, I think that's it. USC brought back what they do best. Washington did not, and USC had the edge last year. So that's why I'm, I'm leaning USC in the Pac-12. Yeah, USC is interesting when you look at their schedule. Um, no bye weeks. Yeah, they, they rip them off <laughs> one after the other. But their toughest game is Stanford. It's at home, and it's week two of the season. And I think that's probably the right time to catch them. You know, Stanford's in Australia right now. You know, so uh, uh, it's going to be uh, – Everything to in in USC's favor. Uh, I think that this does set up for a conference uh, championship between Washington and uh, USC, uh, and and I think that we're going to see USC win this conference, and hopefully they'll get some much needed time off before maybe they're in the playoffs. But I, I think uh, you know what we saw Sam Darnold do, what he's able to build off of the the young skill players they have. Again, the defensive talent there is is prominent at all three levels. Uh, yeah, I think USC. Um, under Clay Helton here is 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 going to take a, take the Pac-12 this season. Ah, so so far you and I do not have a whole lot of dissension. Not well, not here. We haven't agreed on yeah. any of the other stuff. So yeah, <laughs> and and I have a feeling we're not going to disagree on the SEC champion either. Vanderbilt, oh. right? Vanderbilt. I was leaning Kentucky okay. actually. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Yeah, I heard they play some good football down there. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> Bonus question, I'm going to spring it on you, because I don't think yeah. we really need any analysis there. Well, who's going to win the East, right? I think that's worth talking about. Uh, is Florida going to take the their own foot out of their mouth here, or are they just going to keep getting guys suspended <laughs> left and right? It's tough, man. Uh, so I think it's a two-horse race between Florida and Georgia. Um, Georgia. I, I'd lean Georgia. Do you, you know, that's... I, 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 can, I can sit here and change my mind all day long. Florida's got talent everywhere, unproven quarterback. Georgia's got an up and coming quarterback and uh and Eason with, you know, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, those that's a hell of a tandem in the backfield. Uh, you know, Isaac Nott at tight end and you know, some of the, they got a lot of talent on defense. You know, I just talked myself into it. Georgia's winning the East. Florida's got talent everywhere, but they don't I mean they're I think they could they're gonna play three quarterbacks against Michigan. Right there it pretty much tells you everything you need to know. I mean that Yes. <laughs> so you don't have one. If you if you got three, you don't have one, right? If you don't have two, you don't have one. They're gonna play three, and I don't know. Uh I think Florida's gonna be a team that uh you know they'll they'll be it'll be close, but uh Georgia uh, and their schedule's very favorable. Florida plays uh, friggin' Michigan to open the season and Florida State to end it, as well as their SEC schedule, where you know Georgia has a very favorable non-conference, and you know, they play like App State. And, uh, they, 
some other cupcake teams I can't that are escaping me right now. But um, you know, Georgia Tech they always play every year. But uh, yeah, you know, I know that those, that doesn't have implications on conference standings, but. Georgia's going to win the East. Georgia, Alabama, Alabama wins the SEC. Is it going to be more than a three-score game? It'll be three scores. I'll right, say right. yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll say less than three scores. Oh, really? So you you think that the bridge is? I think it's like seventeen. Okay, it's not close. Yeah. Well, Alabama, man, they're in a class of their own. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. All right, so um, college football playoff time, Joe. So to review, can you recap for everybody your five Power Five conference champions? Yeah, I've got ACC, Florida State, SEC, Alabama, Pac-12 is USC, Big 12, Oklahoma State, and Big 10, Ohio State. Okay, and mine are ACC, Florida State, Big 10, Penn State, Big 12, Oklahoma, uh, Pac-12, USC, and SEC, Alabama. Okay. Now – are any of your conference champions not making the playoff? Yeah, one. Of I'm, them. I'm sorry. Uh, are any non-conference champions making the playoff? Uh, you know, as much as I really loved the Colorado State offensive line last. <laughs> well, that's not even. <laughs> uh, no, no. Or, I... or even a Power Five runner-up that maybe like gets shafted out of a mm-hmm. like if if uh, Clemson doesn't make the uh, the championship game but has like one loss or something like that. You don't think that that, that scenario is going to come to come to terms nope, for your I, predictions here? I don't have that happening. No. Nope. I'm I'm as boring as it gets with my with my playoff predictions this year. I'm no Cole Kubelik who went out and put Stanford and North Carolina State in there. That's yeah, good. All and uh, Desmond Howard actually put Stanford in in yeah. the championship game and winning the championship game on college game day. So maybe I'm a little more unique than I thought here with my with my group here. All right, so go ahead. Give me your four. I've got uh, Alabama number one, Ohio State number two, USC three, Florida State number four, and I guess I got we got to go all the way here, don't we? We're getting an out. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say we're gonna get an out. Let's let's just do the four for now. Okay, there it is. So we're gonna four. We're gonna get an Alabama Florida State rematch in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoff. Do you think who do you think wins the season opener? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, th- I think Alabama. I think Alabama's going to win that season opener, but I think Florida State's best chance to beat Alabama is that opener. Okay, so that tells me a little bit more about your playoff predictions then, as well. Yeah. Well, sure. yeah. <laughs> Heaven forbid you pick against Alabama, right? I just. Don't it's like <laughs> it's so it's so 
<clears throat> like I catch myself thinking about it, and then I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you pick against Alabama? Like they've given nobody any reason to pick against them for anything. Right. Uh. So yeah, my uh my one seed is uh actually USC. My two seed is Alabama. Uh, my three seed is Oklahoma, and my four seed is Penn State. Can I ask you a question, sir? Yes. You have USC over Alabama. Are those both undefeated teams entering the college football playoff? Mm, yeah. Um, I think Alabama. I think Alabama has a better chance to lose a game than USC does, based on just looking at their schedules. I got to play Auburn, LSU. Uh, yeah, I mean, they they got a tough gauntlet, and you look at like USC has Stanford week two and Texas week three. That's it, and that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Um, yeah, uh, up until a conference championship game, which I'm assuming they win if they're in the playoff. So, um, I think Alabama drops one. I don't know. They, they're one of those teams that again has a lot of moving parts. Um, if Jalen Hurts comes back and you know, is more polished throwing the football than, hey, great. Now we got to have a conversation about, you know, who's going to stop them on in, on the planet Earth because um, if they get a competent throwing quarterback, uh, look out because they're loaded everywhere else. But they're, they're loaded with talent but not experience on defense too. They're another one of those teams like Michigan that lost a lot of experience. So I think that's something that – may bite them at one point, but I don't trust Alabama to lose more than one game in the regular season. Uh, they get LSU at home this year, to, and they have to go to Auburn to cap out the year. And you know, Florida State's a losable game, and then the neutral site game, obviously, against uh, whoever they play in the SEC championship. So I think they have probably three or four losable games. But Yeah, they have a couple landmines. Yeah, it's it, they're spaced out. You know, that's the thing. It's not like yeah. it, it, week one <laughs> is, is Florida State. And then uh, November 4th is LSU at home. And then November 25th is at Auburn. And then, you know, the SEC championship. So I'm just, I just don't think they're, you know, I, they're, they're going to be there. They're going to be right there. If they lose one of those games, one hiccup, um, they'll probably be okay. But I, 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 I see an undefeated Alabama going into uh, the playoffs. Yep. And uh, I, I think USC, like I said, I think they're undefeated as well. So your your championship game is to who? You've already alluded you think Alabama beats yeah. Florida State in the first round. Yeah, and then I'm going to go USC over Ohio State for a national championship of Alabama-USC. And uh, we're uh, uh, two half dozen one and uh, 12 of another. Where we're we're finishing in the same spot. Yes, we are. Uh, I'm think I'm picking USC over Penn State in a rematch of last year's Rose Bowl game, and I'm picking Alabama over Oklahoma in the other college football playoff semifinal. And is it time to talk winners here. Trojans. Oh, he did it. Trojans. <laughs> he did it. I, I yeah. I'm envisioning you Lee Corso style right now, putting that hat on. Not there, so fast. There it is, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on USC this you year. You sure are, man. Wow. They got they got a lot of talent. Uh, they got <laughs> great running back, great quarterback. Um, the offensive line for them is one thing, like I alluded to with Florida State. And I lo- don't get me wrong, like I love Florida State this year. I yeah. think they're uh, a really, really good football team. I think they will win uh, the ACC. 
It's a question of if they drop another one and they're a team that has some landmines, they play Miami. Uh, they play in one of the most competitive conferences in college football. Uh, I'm also marking that Alabama game as a loss. So I think that's going to be the dagger for Florida State when you're talking about their potential college football playoff prospects. Yeah, so that's going to be tough for them. Uh, that's why I'm at number four. I think there's going to be a group of, of a maybe a, a couple of two loss teams where it's going to get it's going to garner those same discussions we have every year in December about who should be in and out. And I think that Florida State's going to get in. But uh, so I have Alabama and uh, USC in the championship game as well. And uh, if you envision me, uh, Lee Corso style, right now putting on that elephant, I am going Alabama Crimson Tide because. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned USC is a talented football team. I, I think Alabama is going to speak for themselves with being able to compete with that talent. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously a team that lost a ton, but man, they've got a ton back and they've been through this and, you know, it'll be a bit of a new experience for USC. I think USC could be a Clemson type team. I don't know that they're going to get Darnold back after this season, but, uh, you know, or I, I think it, if they did, let's just say hypothetically they did, I think that they do what Clemson did in the past two seasons, what they're going to do at USC, you know, the next two seasons. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still going Alabama. I think that uh, I really like, you know, Kiffin was, he was great at Alabama for offensive coordinator, but um, new offensive coordinator, I think is, he, uh, he's going to be a little bit more pro style. And um, uh, I just like the way that he'll use that talent better this year. I, I just, I just feel like, um, Lane Kiffin got a little bit cute sometimes, and they're, sometimes you, you're just better than football. Uh, another football team, you just go out there and out execute them. Don't have to be cute with it. And Brian Dable, a guy who I know you're familiar with, Brian Dable, but um, you know he's going to bring that pro style approach, and and I think it's going to be a good sh- shift offensively for for Alabama. Give me the Crimson Tide over the Trojans in in the Natty. And uh, we're going to have to think of a bet here. Well, I, got- I hope I hope we get here. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. I hope we get USC-Alabama just so we can sit back and talk about this show and have you know, some crazy bet lined up for something. Uh, maybe Loser does Big Pig Challenge or something like that. Oh, <laughs> that would be some crap. Uh, that's uh, fun. That's Joe's fun. out. Joe's out. That's fun. That's fun. I like that. Um, I saw what that's done for you and your legacy, and I that would be a horrible horrible way for me to have you know for for i, I don't know that, that's that's like right up there with having the, you ever seen like a mustache bet where you, you yes yeah, yeah i mean that that's right up or there like with, the, the last place finisher in the oh, fantasy league's got to get a tattoo somewhere yeah, or something yeah, like that that's right up there with you know i mean this is a stupid comment but i'm gonna make it you have two teams in your college football playoffs that don't have their uh their last names on the back of their jerseys i got a problem with that I don't know where to take this conversation yeah. from here, you Joe. You might not want to pivot anywhere with it, but just no. know that when I watch Penn State and USC, I'm always annoyed because I have to have a roster printed because I don't know the last names of everybody. So. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Penn State did it for a couple years, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, they're going throwbacks this year. I don't know. Have you? Did you see their throwback jerseys? I haven't, but I couldn't imagine Penn State. You know, they're very uh... – They're throwback already, but they're – and this is such a stupid thing that bothers me. It's going to give you some insight into my like twisted genius, I suppose. The fact that Penn State wears navy blue and their default cleats are black oh, bugs probably, the hell out of me. 
Okay, so I've got producer, uh, my producer just pulled up these throwback uniforms, and they're basically just Alabama uniforms, but navy and white. Yeah, they look, and they've got white, <laughs> and they've got white shoes. Okay, so that's a game changer for you. Yes. Why? Why are you wearing navy blue with black shoes? Everybody wow. wears black shoes, and it looks so bad. Yeah, this is clean with the white shoes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm there with you. It's a big upgrade, right? Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Joe. NDT Scouting hits the road for week one. <sighs> Finally, yes. yes. Uh, Some good football games, too. Yes, yes. Care to share your, your uh, plans this weekend? Yeah, on Friday, I will be at uh, High Point Solution Stadium in Rutgers as they host the uh, 2016 College Football Playoff participant Washington Huskies. A lot of draft talent on that team. So that that's a game I'm definitely looking forward to. And then Sunday I'll be at FedEx Field uh, outside of D.C. for Virginia Tech and West Virginia. So get to see uh, some of these names that we just gave a little bit of love to, like Will Greer, uh, this weekend, actually. Yeah, three top 25 teams you are going to see uh, this weekend. Uh, credentialed visits, very good. Uh, I will be uh, credentialed for the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, Georgia Tech-Tennessee out there at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Obviously, I'm pretty damn excited about getting into that stadium and uh, and enjoying that. You know what the best thing is? What you got? Yeah, It's a Monday night, correct? It's Monday night. Only game on TV. Chick-fil-A's open, too. <laughs> yes, I'll be able to get to the Chick-fil-A at uh, the Chick-fil-A kickoff. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it's um, it's going to be a good good football game. You know, I I, I don't you got an option team like Georgia Tech and and uh, you know Tennessee who's had all year to prepare for them. So it's it'll be a good football game, and we'll uh, we'll get eyes on a lot of talent here this weekend. So looking forward to representing uh, FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting on the road this weekend. No doubt. And we will definitely preview those games as we get closer. Uh, But that is going to do it for us today. Hope you guys enjoyed our uh, conference picks and college football picks. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Please uh, hit that subscribe button if you're not already. Keep uh, up with us all season long. We're going to be bringing you uh, college football analysis, NFL draft uh, prospects, and just really digging through as much of the sphere as we can. It's time to celebrate football is back. We are going to act accordingly and uh, stick to sports. We'll be talking football probably 90% of the time. And we do have to have our, our quota for fidget spinner conversations and rompers and all that stuff we got into last year. You can bet that's all going to be back as well. So definitely don't want to miss it. Uh, I am Kyle Krabs signing off for Joe Marino. This is the Draft Dudes Podcast, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Hey, folks, Dirks Bentley here. If you've seen one of my concerts, you know I'm all about energy. Performing, recording, traveling, being a husband and a father, it's a busy life, and I need to be 100% every day. So when my battery starts running low, I grab a sugar-free, vitamin-packed, five-hour energy shot. It tastes great, and it gets me back to 100% fast. Try it. It could work for your busy life, too. For more information, visit 5hourenergy.com. 
reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.